Okay, welcome back to another episode of Travel Talk. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the most surprising country in Central America for good reasons, and that is El Salvador. Lads, this country was outrageous. I only spent a week there, but I had some of the best crack I had on the entire trip. Like the people, the food, the views, like it's, it was incredible. So let's jump into it and pick up where we left off. In the last episode, I was leaving Nicaragua. So I took a bus to the border, uh, actually to a port border. So in Nicaragua, got a bus up to a port border in like, right, there's like a little tip. So I actually thought El Salvador and Nicaragua connected, but they don't. They're actually cut off by Honduras. So I had two options. I could get a bus that went through Honduras. So that would have been two border crossings in one day, which in Central America, you don't know. They could take five minutes or they could take five hours. Like, it's just, you don't know what sort of uh, problem or issue they're going to pull up. As well as that, if you're going on a shuttle, which I decided to take, you're with like a lot of people and nobody goes until like the bus is full of all the people. So if one person has an issue, you have to wait for that to be resolved. And then if the next person has an issue, that has to be resolved. So you could end up waiting ages. I got like caught in Mexico because they let all these other people ahead of me because they had to go to work or something like that. So I was like the last one and everyone else had to wait for me. So just bear in mind that can happen. So I decided to go with a boat. So the boat basically drove or boated or, or sailed around uh, all these like islands that are off the coast of Honduras and you just go straight for El Salvador. So I was under the impression because I was told that this would take five hours. It ended up taking like 13. So I don't know if there would have been any difference in taking the bus. It could have been the exact same distance, but look, I went with the boat. Um, it cost me a fortune. It cost me like $95. But look, these things, like, that's, I, uh, it really hurt. I actually have no excuse for it. It really, really hurt. And not only that, I arrived in El Tunco, which is quite a popular destination for surfers, and it's meant to be really good for partying. Now, I was told that I would have no problem getting a dorm there, that the hostels always have availabilities, but I arrived on a Friday, and there were no dorms available in the slightest. So I ended up arriving there at night, which I don't really like anyway. I, I feel like nighttime isn't a good time to arrive places. Um, but anyway, uh, I was told it was safe, so I wasn't like scared or for my own safety or anything like that. It's full of tourists and it's a perfectly fine area. So I arrived at night and I was walking around doing laps, asking all these hostels, do you have any dorm rooms? And they were all like, mate, it's the weekend. There's not a fear of you finding a dorm room. So I eventually ended up forking out $40 for a private room. The private room had like four beds, like I was absolutely wasted on me. So I ended up staying there for the night. But that is actually a good note. If you are like traveling as a group, it might be a good shout to go for a dorm. If there's like three, four beds and you just split the cost, then happy days. But I was by myself and I ended up forking all that money out. So 
I kind of had like two options in my mind then. I could have went around the second day and asked if any availabilities had come up and things like that. Or I could go straight to Santa Ana, which I had planned I planned to go there next. The thing with walking around and asking the hostels if they had any availabilities, I was risking all of them saying no and me forking out another $40 for a private room that I really didn't want to spend the money on. Like, I couldn't afford to spend the money on that, really. Um, so I went with going to Santa Ana and I had planned to keep looking at prices and hoping that dorm rooms popped up in El Tunco that I could book while I was in Santa Ana. But if you have been backpacking before, you will know that plans changed the whole time and I never ended up going back to El Tunco. I actually got something a little bit better. So I went to Santa Ana and I arrived in Hostel Villa El Campanario and I would highly recommend that hostel. So Santa Ana itself, there's not a whole lot going on. There's just like little markets and shops and things like that. But the managers in Hostel Villa El Campanario were unbelievable. Honestly, when I say El Salvador has the friendliest people, I like don't say it lightly. They are the nicest people I have ever met. They will go out of your way to make you feel like at home and comfortable and they're like you be walking down the street and somebody i'm going to actually go on a tangent here this actually happened uh we were walking down the road myself uh two australians and a girl from canada we were walking down the street we were going to go get food it was kind of late at night but we we knew where we were going so we went for a walk and we bumped into a guy who had met the two australians the night before or two nights before uh, somewhere I don't know where they met him but we started chatting to him and he said oh uh, what are you doing like where are you going and we were like oh we're going for food and he said oh my brother is coming over now Um, if you want to wait for him we'll take you for food and he did so they all like we all just jumped into the car and they took us for pupusas pupusas are phenomenal they're like these little tortilla corn like they look yeah they look like tortillas and they fill them with savory like stuff so you get like your black beans like paste your it's called frijol so you can get that you can get like jalapenos and cheese were the best ones you can get pork you can get just cheese literally you get like a big list of like all the different pupusas that you can purchase and i recommend eating as many of them as you can they're like 80 cent and they're unbelievable and they fill you so yeah, that was like soup. That was my first sort of experience with how friendly the people were. They were unbelievably nice, and it's the same if you're just like walking down the street. People will come up to you and be like, "Oh, hello, how are you? Like, where are you from? Are you enjoying yourself?" And yeah, the hospitality there was outrageous, is what it was. As well as that, when. We first, when I first arrived to the hostel, um, obviously there was a few people there and there was a quinceanera going on. So the hostel used to host like events for locals. So birthday parties, different things like that. And they were hosting a quinceanera, which is, if you don't know, it's like a girl's 15th birthday and it's meant to be their transition from a girl into a woman. And that was grand. They were having their party out in the, out the back in the garden and things like that. And we were all just inside um 
and the parents of the girl came in and there she was like oh sure come out like have a few drinks with us like join the party so we were like oh yeah why not so we went out we were drinking with them dancing like having such good crack with them and when the quinceanera was sort of winding down they were like do you want to come to the local pub with us and it would it would be wrong of us to say no to that so the manager of our hostel packed us all into his lorry into the back of the pickup and every or not his lorry his pickup truck threw us in the back had us all in the front as well like that just brought us on down to the pub and collected us then when it was over it was like jorge is his name he was an absolute gent he was so sound so that was the first night we got there and it was such good crack and people go on about el salvador being dangerous and avoided at all costs like this sort of mentality that the media has pushed on you but my argument to that is that is like gang violence like it's gang on gang like you don't you have to consider that there are normal people in these countries like they they're humans it's like you can't just you can't assume everywhere in Ireland is like one bad estate in some town like there are your ordinary sound genuine people in these countries and I just feel like to put this blanket sort of to paint them all with one brush and just put this like blanket term of like dangerous country is wrong and I feel like the people I met represented that country so well. So that was the first night that I arrived in Santa Ana and they brought us out to their party, took us to the pub at night, brought us home, made sure we were all safe. And yeah, it was unbelievable. And then the second night was the night that we met um, the fella who took us out for dinner. And then when we arrived home from going out for food, there was actually the other hostel in the main town. As far as I know, there's only two hostels in Santa Ana. I could be wrong, but um, the other hostel were over uh, having a few drinks. So the owner of that hostel, Maurice, he like got everyone that was in the hostel and brought them up to um, our one. So apparently that's like a really common thing for them to do. Like one day they'll go down to one hostel the next day they go up to the other and it's just I spoke to, I spoke about this in my last video it's like networking or like it's like sharing the people that come into the place like they do it in Nicaragua where like one pub will have or one hostel will have a game and then one night and then the next hostel has something the next night and you just like recommend everyone to go to all these different hostels and that way everybody gets a bit of business because of all the people that come into the town and they're kind of, yeah, they like share the business, if you get me, um, or share the customers and stuff like that. And it's really, really nice. It's a really good idea. So the owner of that hostel, Maurice, he was up and he offered to take us to his beach house down near El Tunco. It's not where El Tunco is. It's like down the coast a bit, but he offered to take us to his beach house on his day off. So the following day, he came to the hostel he had already sent a lot of people down on a bus and then he came along and collected us from our hostel and brought us down to the beach on his day off 
and I got a chance to go out surfing. Now the surf was way beyond my ability. If you watch my El Salvador video, you'll see me kind of attempt to surf. Um, but yeah, very, very tough. And it was unbelievable. The sunset was insane. The house was so, so nice. Like it just, yeah, the hospitality these people have is just insane. Like he, there was no need for him to bring all of us down there. He could have went down on his own gone out surfing and just relaxed by himself but no instead he decided to bring everyone from his hostel who wanted to go and anyone from our hostel that wanted to go just pack us all up on a bus and bring us on why not and yeah just sitting around having a few beers eating food just yeah what a, a sound sound man and then I had met a girl staying in my hostel, Sophie, who I ended up traveling with for quite a bit. So we did the rest of El Salvador and we did Honduras together. As well as that, she introduced me to her friends, Joshua and Petra. And Petra ended up coming with us to Honduras as well. So what happened was Sophie had a friend from El Salvador, Joshua, and he ended up he rented out a car while he was there. He, I'm not sure where exactly he lives, but he was back in El Salvador visiting and he rented a car. So I'm not sure if it was completely legal or not, but myself and him were sharing who was driving. So he'd drive for a bit, then he had to do a bit of work, so I'd drive. And I got to do the Ruta de Flora in a car, which was absolutely ideal. So something that probably would have taken a few more days, actually only ended up taking like two, because we got to tip through all the towns kind of at our own pace so the four of us kind of all went together really sound of them to let me come along and then I stayed in a little town called Wayua while they had already organized to stay at one of uh, his friends houses so they went on up to into uh, <coughs> excuse me they went on up into uh, kind of the mountains where he was staying and uh, they stayed there I stayed in Wayua and then the following morning we went and did a little bit of hopping so we hopped through all those little towns on the route of the flora and they're really really nice they're just these small little colorful towns the food there is really really nice we had a dog follow us around for the day as well kind of just i think it was just looking for food really and then we all had to kind of make a decision so i had always planned to go to honduras i think Sophie wanted to go to Nicaragua and Petra was going to go to Guatemala and it ended I'm not exactly sure how it ended up but the girls basically were like oh can can we come to Honduras with you and I was like of course like no problem and then we were trying to figure out how are we going to get there and Sophie was like oh what if there was just like 50 hour flights you know into San Pedro Sula and I was like you can give it a shot but I doubt on like a day's notice there's going to be 50 hour flights and little did we know there was like $48 flights into San Pedro Sula for the following day. So what we ended up doing was we got a bus into San Salvador and again showing, <coughs> excuse me, again just showing how friendly and nice the people are in El Salvador. We were kind of stood on this corner after we walked into what we thought was the bus stop and asked for the bus to San Salvador and your mom was like oh no it doesn't come in here you may go across the road and just wait there for it so we were kind of standing there and it, it had meant to come and it, we never 
it never came. So we were like, oh, what's going on here? So we just asked this woman, oh, does the bus to San Salvador pass through here? And she was like, no, no. She was like, oh, just come with me. I'll show you. I'm kind of walking that way anyway. So she brought us down and then there was a man waiting for the bus and she was just like, will you make sure these lads get on the right bus to San Salvador? He was like, yeah, no problem. And he was just having a little chat with us and things like that. The bus came and then he was hopping off and he just said, oh, just take the bus the whole way to the end and you'll find yourselves in San Salvador. And it was grand because we ended up in the bus stop that I had passed through to get to Santa Ana in the first place. So then we just got an Uber, which is a great app to have in the large cities in Central America, by the way. So we just got an Uber then to our, we booked a hotel because it ended up being like 11 quid a night, something like that. Uh, absolutely perfect. And then just got another Uber to the hotel in the, or to the airport the next morning. And yeah, it was really that simple. Just got a flight then to San Pedro Sula. But yeah, I didn't have much experience in the capital. Obviously I only passed through it, so I can't really speak on what the capital city San Salvador is like. I am sure from what I heard that it's similar to most of the big cities down in that part of the world. Like it has its good parts, its touristy bits, and then you obviously have the the sort of gang violence that goes on there, which is quite prominent, unfortunately. And that is why I think this country gets such a bad reputation. Like, for example, a week after I had left, there was like mass shootings almost throughout the entire country because the president tried to crack down on gang violence and in retaliation they basically just said look you can't control us and there was just mass shootings throughout the country on random civilians so it like it just tarnishes the country's name and I feel so bad for the people that I met throughout my time there because they were such genuine people and they were so kind, like out of their way kind of kind. And their their country is just getting this bad reputation because of gang violence. And yeah, it's it, it must be it must be quite horrible for them to have to sort of have this name on the country, and it's just not a true reflection of the majority of the population so that was like yeah when I read that in the news the following week I was like fuck's sake lads like it was such a nice country and they're just getting this terrible terrible reputation because of a such a minority of people you know um but hopefully hopefully um tourism there continues and they get to really benefit from uh, the tourism coming into the country because it is a phenomenal country there's places that I didn't go that I really want to so when I go back there are like different uh, different spots around the country that I want to visit I also I forgot to mention I visited these like natural springs and they're like geothermal so there's this waterfall and it's warm uh, it's a little bit north of Santa Ana so we got to drive up there such a oh excuse me such a cool place like I 
yeah, I never experienced like hot water naturally, if you get me, like coming from a hot spring. Um, so that was really, really cool to, to, to see. And yeah, just like traveling through all those little towns and things, it's, it's a completely different world. You have all these cobblestone streets and people are making shoes or repairing stuff and they're kind of just sitting out in the streets chatting all the tiny little pupusa shops. They're called pupuserias, actually. Um, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal food. Such kind people. And it's cheap as well, like it's it's so affordable. I think my hostel in Santa Ana was something like nine or 10 euro, a night. I think it was nine euro a night, like which is one of the best value for money hostels I had experienced out there. Um, yeah, really, really recommend that hostel if you are going out to Santa Ana in El Salvador. Such nice people, they're absolute, yeah, gents and ladies working there. And yeah, other than that, the uh, public transport system in El Salvador is phenomenal. You can get like from point A to point B, C, D, all the way to Z, like wherever you want to go, the bus will basically take you there. And yeah, what a country, lads. Um, absolutely phenomenal. And I only spent a week there. I can imagine what you'd do if you had like two, three weeks. Like I'd say your experiences there would be absolutely outrageous. Um, and yeah, I'm going to conclude this video here. No, I'm not actually, because there was an experience that I didn't tell you about. So the day after we went to, or the morning after the Quinceanera and going to the pub and all, uh, one of, I think the girl's uncles or something like that was like, oh, there's a soccer match tomorrow you better go to it. And we were all like, okay, yeah, grand. Um, wh when is it and where is it? And he was like, it's at three o'clock and it's at like the stadium behind the hostel. So we were like, okay, grand. And then we said it to the manager and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, we're all going. So come with us. He was like, just wear blue or red. And we were like, perfect, grand. So I had like a blue, like Ireland top thing that I brought. And we got to go to a soccer match in El Salvador and it was class. Like you had like all the ultras in the stand with their flares and, chanting away and I'm not a man for soccer but just I'm a man for new experiences so I went there and yeah again just showing like how friendly people are people will be coming up because they see like a group of white people and they're like hmm, what are they doing here and they just come over and chat and they like wanted to get photos with the girls and things like that um yeah really really sound people and on that note I'm gonna end this video in the next video I will talk about Honduras that another quite misunderstood country or another country that kind of gets that blanket sort of it's dangerous don't go near it kind of uh reputation which i again think is very unfair but yeah until then uh thanks for watching all the links to my social media and stuff are in the description below so if you want to ask me any questions based on my trip or anything like that feel free to uh shoot me a DM or anything like that. And until next time, take care and cheers.